Hey there, welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer, and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Welcome to season one. Well, boy, howdy, everyone. Uh, I think the alternative title to this episode is going to be being uncomfortable <laughs> because I wish I wish you could see me right now. I am sitting in a corner facing a wall in an Airbnb in Salerno, Italy. <laughs> like all of my clothes, I say all of my clothes. I, I'm backpacking around Europe right now and everything that I own is sitting in front of me for the most part. Uh, just, you know, some pairs of, of clothes and um, underwear, and it is quite funny. But that's what you do when you record a podcast. You get to the quietest place where you can, and you do what you need to do, which I say a podcast, you I really think that you should do that in every sector of your life, is you find a quiet corner and do what you need to do. That's with praying, meditating, communicating, all of these different things finding a quiet corner, what a blessing. Um, I hope that everyone is doing well. And just a couple of updates on my end, as I mentioned, I am backpacking through Europe, through six different countries, and it has been the freaking hardest, most magnificent time of my life. I've been going for, I think, about four weeks now, um, a little under four weeks, and I have been stretched in directions that I did not know needed some release, if you will, if we're going in the direction of metaphor. Um, so I've been, I started in London, then I moved to Paris, which is like still my favorite city in the whole world, and then I went to Switzerland and visited some family there. And then I went to Italy, which is where I'm at now. I've been to several different places in Italy. Um, I started out in Florence and then made my way to a small town um, called Luca, which, oh my goodness, yee-haw vibes. I didn't know – well, actually, I feel like I did. Small towns are small towns, right? Like they exist everywhere. Not, I don't know. For some reason, I had this preconceived notion in my head that like – where I'm from in tiny town Texas is like the only like oh like there's small towns in the states right there's lots of small towns in the south no babe there's small towns everywhere it just in like the culture itself doesn't really change if if you ask me like we I say we I have a travel partner with me my my buddy pal and him and I we had to take a bus to get to our Airbnb, which it's customary in Europe and in a lot of different places that you have to take public transportation. I've just grown up in an area where everything is very vast and large. And if you don't have a car, you are SOL. So <laughs> learning how to use public transportation uh, has been quite the uh, journey, I will say, because a lot of the time, you know, what's the phrase? When one bus leaves, another one comes. You know what? That's not always true. So whoever created that phrase, I have some bones to pick with you because sometimes buses just don't come. Sometimes they just say, no, never mind. I think of <laughs> like in SpongeBob and like Bikini Bottom, there's that one episode where 
I don't remember where he is. He's like not in Bikini Bottom and he's trying to get back or trying to get somewhere and just like waiting for forever for the bus. I have felt like that a billion times with my like shell on my back, my huge 10, 20. I'm actually not sure how heavy my backpack is, but the shell on my back and I'm just like waiting, waiting for this bus to take me to somewhere where I'm actually not really sure where I'm going, but that's also life, you know? You just don't always know. So Luca, that being said, was fun. Tiny town, super cool. I also went to Assisi, Italy, which was one of, you know, you have those days in your life where you're like, I want to remember this day. I want to remember how I feel, how the weather is, the food that I'm eating, how it tastes, the people that I'm meeting, how the sun feels on my skin, how the grass looks. It was one of the most surreal days of my life because St. Francis of Assisi is actually kind of the propeller, uh, or he was kind of the propeller of this entire European trip. I read a book by Ian Morgan Cron, uh, who is the modern-day father of the Enneagram. If you ask me, you can ask other people, and they might tell you differently, but he has taught me so much about what I know about who I am and why I think the way that I do and the motivation behind what I do. And I think that he is an incredible writer and uh, a ther- licensed therapist, speaker. Anyway, he he wrote a book that is called Chasing Francis. And essentially it follows a ex-evangelical type pastor who is just kind of had it with his life in the States and his faith and all of the things that he's been spoon-fed to believe. And he ends up going to Italy with some family and makes some friends with some some other spiritual advisors. And he ends up like not really finding himself, but like losing himself, losing the parts of himself that he doesn't think serve him anymore and finding God through the footsteps of St. Francis. So that's a long way of saying I went on this escapade similar to the character in this book, kind of wanting to not like gain all of this wisdom, but like lose a lot of the things that just, I don't want to be microchipped in me anymore. I left my life a little bit a couple of weeks ago and I've, I'd had this trip planned for a while and I was actually supposed to go on this trip like six months ago, but Mrs. Rona kind of changed my plans there and I'm grateful for it because I love the summertime and getting to travel through the win- winter probably would have been quite uh, quite the journey for me, I will say. I, I don't step well in snow boots. So this entire trip... I think I had the idea in my head, as I do, I have a billion of those, that I'm going to like, you know, do the very eat, pray, love thing and meet all these amazing people and just be happy and free and lonely and confused at the same time. But I, it's really been me, myself and I, the phrase of wherever you go, you're there. You are never going to get away from yourself it's impossible. So that being said, a lot of the mental ailments and roadblocks and 
toxic cycles that my mind has gone through, they haven't gone away. Like they haven't been instantly healed just because I see a beautiful sea or a beautiful mountain or get to eat great food and like meet a new cool person and stay in a really pretty place. Like none of those things change anything. And, and with this also being said, backpacking is not like this glamorous. I'm, I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not like staying at these like hotels and like having every, no, I have showered in very small spaces or not showered at all or had to shave my legs in quite uncomfortable positions and drink water and spit it out and spend as little money as I possibly can. I'm actually reading this book that my friend gave me that is about solitude and like not so much being alone but learning to be there with yourself. And in this book, there's a quote that goes, I tell this antidote by way of encouraging every young person to hit the road alone with a little less money in your wallet than your comfort zone allows, which I also very much co-sign that and think that allowing yourself to be put in uncomfortable positions, there's, there's also science behind this. I was listening to the Huberman podcast and he was speaking with with another expert about being put in uncomfortable situations is what our species was created for. Like we were meant to be hunter-gatherers. We were meant to be hot and figure out how to cool down. We were meant to be cool and figure out how to warm up. It is potent to your growth and pro- propellization. I don't think propellization is a word. <laughs> propelling as a human in every aspect if you ask me that that you are made uncomfortable and you know the phrase what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is accurate I also think on a spiritual level being put in uncomfortable situations kind of is the bumpers to my pathway closer to God and I think that If you are constantly at this equilibrium, which I'm always trying to be at equilibrium because I swing from side to side, but if you are constantly at this equilibrium, you are going to be sedentary. You are going to stay still. And I don't know about you, but I want to continue to grow. And the only way that you can grow is if you are put in different climates, emotionally, spiritually, physically you know, and I have learned more than anything on this trip that it is okay to be uncomfortable. It is okay to not know where you're going, what you're doing at every single second of the day. And it's okay to let go. It's okay. In this, this being said, ladies specifically, it's so, so vital to your well-being to be aware. Don't put yourself in a situation where you could be hurt, harmed, taken advantage of, or just taken in general. We don't need taken for happening. You have to look out for you. And I think that's what I have to say about that. So in general, I'm just saying being uncomfortable is a good thing. You should get used to it, but also give yourself grace and being like, I don't have to grow and do and be amazing and achieving all of the time. I'm also allowed to sit and stop and smell the flowers. 
And on this trip, <laughs> because I've been in Italy, I guess for like a week now, I have had so many carbs. And as I've mentioned before on this podcast, I am in recovery from an eating disorder. So carbs have been quite scary for me. Um, and it's really cool to see how elastic your mind can be. And when you have the right healthcare professionals and assistance and support, that when you can be put into uncomfortable situations, you can fly, you can overcome. And I have eaten <laughs> more bread and carbs and things that I would never eat in the past in the States, or it doesn't even matter where it is because the state's food is much different than European food. That's besides the point. But being put in these uncomfortable situations where it's like, this is the food that's put in front of you that was created to nourish your body. You're going to eat it because you want to stay alive and you also want to love yourself and, and be present and have this you know, aspect of community. And dining in Europe is much different than dining in the States. And diet culture in the States is just, and yeah, like I said, we're not getting into that today. But also being put in situations of just like, I am a silk pajamas with my dog in bed by like 10 p.m. type girl. And that is not what backpacking <laughs> through Europe has been for me at all. I have allowed myself to say yes to being around different people and changing plans and not having this itinerary that I am glued to 24-7 as a sense of security and control, it's just not it's, – it's not what this lifestyle is and it's not how I want to live anymore, I guess, if that makes sense. It's just it's cool to see how much you can stretch yourself and change yourself. And and that also being said, there's nothing wrong with my silk pajamas and there's nothing wrong with wanting to just chill at home and like not, you know, be out all the time and not do like this this extroversion crazy adventure thing. Like whatever you like, you're allowed to like, but you're also allowed to taste and try and do different things to create the fabric of your being cuz like Every day is a is a chance to create yourself and change and and be anyone that you want to be. And you're allowed to take little pieces of other people and places with you. I miss my family and I miss my friends who are very, very far away. And I've always been an expert at long distance. Like 90% of like my my boyfriends that I've had in my whole life have been long distance. And my friends too. Like it, it's it's not so much that as it is seeing, oh, I am living a completely different life as them in a place that that I don't speak the language, which I'm learning. I'm learning French. But yeah, it's not about the place as it is much about the people. And it's okay to cultivate community. I know that my generation in particular is like, adventure, do, go, which which is awesome. And I think that you should. But it's also okay to like set down roots. It's also okay to pursue one relationship with one guy or one girl. It's okay to allow yourself to be a plant of the earth, if you will. So live, laugh, love, learn as much as you can and then decide who you want to be. This is, this, is all, this is all of the things that I'm learning 
and trying to implement them. And I recommend every person does this. I know a lot of people, I've met a lot of people that have like just graduated from college or taking like a leap year out of college. And, and I didn't do that. I ended up going straight to grad school, um, right after I graduated from college. And I wish I would have taken a gap, not necessarily a gap year, just a a mental gap to be like, I think I want to go see the world and try a couple of different things, but that's all in retrospect. And I'm 26 now and that this is just what I'm doing at this present moment and I'm grateful for it and God is always on time. And so I say all of this, cageless is how I'm living. And I ironically was talking to my mom on the phone the other day, which also found out that it cost me 25 cents per minute to talk on the phone. So FaceTime audio it is, ladies and gentle them. I was talking with my mom (laughs) And she was like, you don't have to have a whole plan. Like you you don't have to know where you're going next. You just have to be where you are. And I was like, wow, so true. Sometimes you just need to hear that because it's not necessarily about learning all these new things. It's about remembering what you know and living by that rather than accumulating more knowledge. So I'm trying to live cagelessly Cageless isn't even necessarily, I don't even think it's in Merriam-Webster, but now I'm making it into a verb. So yeah, I just, I'm so freaking grateful for you guys and Cageless is the joy of my life and this podcast has really just felt like home to me. Oh, this is going to make me cry. Um, I hope that these conversations and, and chatting with other people about these conversations brings you some hope. So if you want to continue to hear Cageless, because I do this independently uh, because I love it and it's a passion of mine, if if you would like to support, I'm, I'm going to link my Patreon, which is a really great way to give or sharing this episode with someone you think might like it, a friend, a colleague, a family member would also just be freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah. As I've mentioned, the big L word, I said that to a friend the other day. I was like, am I allowed to say that I love you yet? (laughs) But I do. I love you. And I write every week in the Cageless newsletter about where I've been and, and the experiences that I've been embarking on. And I also just Really, really love to write to you. It feels like a, a little postcard, a little letter. So you can sign up for that at thejennyjohnson.com slash cageless. And yeah, uh, I love you guys. I, sa- I think I've said that three times now. <laughs> and I will uh, see you soon. If you enjoyed or learned anything from today's episode, I want to hear from you. Shoot me a text or call to 903 871 5092. It's completely free and anonymous if you choose. And don't forget to be kind to yourself today.